0: Good morning and welcome to worship with United Methodist Church, Westlake Village. We are so glad that you found us this day, and we hope that this time of worship will be one that feeds your spirit, speaks to your soul, and helps you to grow in your relationship with God. Today in worship, we're going to be talking about knowing Jesus and becoming like him. We give you thanks again for participating on this Memorial Day weekend, and we hope that God speaks to you this day. Let us center our hearts with music.
1: Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary.
2: Psalter reading is from Psalm Psalm 46. God is our shelter and our refuge, a timely help in trouble. So we are not afraid when the earth heaves and the mountains are hurled into the sea. When its waters seethe in tumult and the mountains quake before his majesty. There is a river whose streams gladden the city of God, which the Most High has made his holy dwelling. God is in that city. She will not be overtaken, and he will help her at the break of day. Nations are in tumult, kingdoms hurled down. When he thunders, the earth shakes like the sea. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob our high stronghold. Come and see what the Lord has done, the devastation he has brought upon the earth. From end to end of the earth, he stamps out war. He breaks the bow, he snaps the spear. He burns the shield in the fire. Let me then, learn that I am God High over the nations, high above the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob, our high stronghold. Can be regardless of the circumstance we find ourselves may the mind of christ fill our understanding as we gaze upon those near to us with whom we make our ways these days this we all pray in the name of christ jesus who taught his followers to pray our father our first scripture reading is from the epistle of first john and i begin with the uh, first verse of the second chapter my little children i am writing these things to you so that you may not sin but if anyone does sin we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous And he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not for ours only but also for the sins of the whole world now by this we may be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments whoever says i have come to know him but does not obey his commandments is a liar and in such a person The truth does not exist, but whoever obeys his word truly in this person, the love of God has reached perfection. By this way, we may be sure that we are in him. Whoever says, I abide in him ought to walk just as he walked. Our second reading this morning is from uh, Paul's letter to the Romans. Uh, Some scattered verses in chapter 14. I begin with verse 7. We do not live to ourselves. And we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. So then... Whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again. So that he might be Lord, both of the dead and the living. Let us therefore no longer pass judgment on one another. But resolve instead never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of another. So do not let your good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The one who thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and has human approval. Let us then pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God for these words for us today.
0: Awesome and almighty God, we truly want to be like Jesus in our heart. Help us to continue to strive to know him better, and in the process, shape and model our lives after his. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable unto you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Over the course of the last five months, we've been setting a course for a better life. We've been looking at and investigating various aspects of our faith and how, as we make shifts in those five areas, we grow into who we are supposed to be as disciples of Christ. This month, we've been focusing on just that, discipleship. We've been looking at what it means to follow Jesus and what we need to do to Embrace the gifts that God has given us. Today, we're going to be talking about knowing Jesus and becoming like Him. I really appreciate the scriptures that Pastor Walt read for us this morning because they really get to the heart of it. How are we living in such a way that we are embracing the life that we have in Christ? How are we living in such a way that we bring honor to the one who has done so much for us? Pastor Walt read from Romans 14, select verses, and I want to read it to you from the message because you know me, I like to have a variety when I'm looking at my scripture. The message for for Romans 14 reads like this. None of us are permitted to insist on our own way in these matters. It's God we are accountable to. All the way from life to death and everything in between, not each other. That's why Jesus lived and died and lived again, so that he could be our master across the entire range of life and death and free us from the petty tyrannies of each other. Forget about deciding what's right for each other. Here's what you need to do: you need to be concerned about that you don't get in the way of someone else making life more difficult than it already is. God's kingdom isn't a matter of what we put in our, what you put in your stomach. For goodness' sake, it's what God does with your life as He sets it right, puts it together, and completes it with joy. Your task is to single-mindedly serve Christ. Do that and you'll kill two birds with one stone, pleasing the God above you and proving your worth to those people around you. So let's agree to use all our energy in getting along with each other. Help others with encouraging words. We should be single-mindedly focused on how we serve Christ, how we know Christ, and how we try to become like Jesus. In the book Shift 2.0, Philip Maynard says that in becoming more like Jesus, we live a life opening to Jesus and increasingly obeying what Jesus has taught us. Together, these reflect the concept of intentional discipling. A life obeying Jesus involves becoming more like Jesus in our actions, our attitudes, and responses to others. It begins with the acceptance of a relationship with Jesus and a commitment to grow as a disciple. We not only develop a Christian worldview in our daily living, but we also increasingly come to embody the example and teachings of Jesus. Jesus is Lord over all aspects of our lives. We are continuing to strive to grow and mature in our faith. And we do that in a variety of ways. When we think about how Jesus did his ministry, he spoke to the masses. But he spent the majority of his time with his disciples, one-on-one, focusing on them, helping them grow into who they should be that's part of the reason that as churches we strive for small groups we strive to find ways to make smaller intentional communities where we can be vulnerable where we can be honest where we can be transparent with one another shedding aside the layers of facade and guard that we put up the walls that we put up in our lives and let people see the true, authentic us so that we can be the fullest, richest part of ourselves. And as we grow in our faith, we bring others alongside us, not to create stumbling blocks for them, but instead choosing ways to nurture and support them to become the people that they are supposed to be. Two weeks ago, I had asked the question about uh, what our mothers had taught us about discipleship. And I had shared a little bit of a response from a, a friend, but I had abbreviated it intentionally. That friend had said that she had so many different aspects to choose from, but she thought that the most important aspect of discipleship that her mother taught her was to love others and and. To lo- was to love others, and Christ loves us because that encompasses so many of Christ's teaching in general. You may remember if you were listening two weeks ago, me saying that she talked about that to love all, to love above all else as Christ loved us, to be an example of Christ in the world, in all that I say, think, and do. And then she goes on to say, I always try hard. And sometimes succeed to let my light shine so that when people watch me they may see Jesus with skin on." I like that image because when we try to live our lives as example of Christ to others, we are taking the time to bring Jesus to life to people who may not have encountered him otherwise. As we come to know Jesus more, as we come to know Christ more, we become more grounded, more centered in our faith, and we are able to pursue God more fully. There's a song that has been touching my heart and and nurturing my thought process over the last few weeks as I've been preparing for this sermon. The song was written by a Nigerian gospel singer. Um, Her name is Sinak. And she released a song on YouTube back in 2015 that has started to make its way into American culture and to Christian culture to the point that several people have remade it. Many praise bands in large mega churches have done so. Michael W. Smith has done so, Leland has done so. And the song that I'm talking about is a song named Waymaker. And it talks about the fact that God is here, touching every heart, and that we strive to worship God. God is here healing every heart, moving in our presence, in our will or in our lives embracing us to go forward to move forward i love the ver- or the the chorus of this song the chorus is waymaker miracle maker promise keeper light in the darkness my god that is who you are waymaker promise keeper miracle worker, light in the darkness. As we come to know who Jesus is in our lives, we recognize all of those aspects. If Christ is our way maker, then we should work to be wayfinders. For those of you who know me, you may know that I just did a twist there because I have flipped it from way maker to wayfinder. because in our house, we watch a lot of movies. Some of you may have already guessed the movie. If not, I am talking about the movie Moana. Moana is the, is the story of a Polynesian girl who grew up on an island that she is destined to someday be leader of. And she is trying hard to understand who she is and who she is called to be among a group of people who have decided to stay put on an island, to not venture out into the water and instead deal with whatever may come in that place. But she is someone who feels in her heart that the living water is calling to her, inviting her to venture forth, to go against the will of some people that she loves and respects, to do the good that she needs to do for her community, for her family, and for the world. So she embarks on a mighty journey to learn how to be the wayfinder for herself, learn learn those tools, seek someone to teach her and guide her along the way, learns to find the strength in herself to encourage and nurture the best out of others, and then to see past the rough, warring facade of someone who could possibly be dangerous and sees the goodness inside and helps bring the heart back to that individual so that new life might be brought forth. As we grow into who we are called to be as disciples of Christ, all of those elements are things that we are called to do. We are called to listen to the living water, to receive the gift from Christ, to embark on journeys that sometimes may be scary, sometimes may be daunting. Sometimes we may even be discouraged from doing from the people around us. But we do it because we know that that's what God is calling us to do. We see others for who they are and encourage them to be their best selves, not creating stumbling blocks for each other, but instead taking their hands and encouraging them to grow into who they are supposed to be. Now maybe we're the ones with the facades and the walls up, who have been burned so much by the world that we are only a shell of our former selves. And I hope that if that is you, that you see those of us that are reaching out to you, that see the beauty and the kindness and the goodness within you, that are inviting you into richer relationship with community and with God. And if you know someone in your life who is maybe a little abrasive to the touch, I hope that you can look to find the goodness in them to see the part of them that is God's beloved child invite, and invite them into relationship with God. If Christ is our way maker, our job is to be the wayfinders, to look to the resources that we have around us, to teach us more about who Christ was, who Christ is, and who we are called to be as Christ's beloved disciples. We are called to live in the world in such a way that we shine God's light so that those that are in darkness might see the light. So for those that feel like promises have been broken, that we can show the way that Christ is our promise keeper. I hope and pray that this day that you worship a God as I worship a God who does all these things that mends our hearts that turns our lives around, that offers healing in this place. God is here in my office, in your house, in the community, and in the world, inviting us to be Jesus with skin on for people who might not know Jesus otherwise. I hope and pray that as a church community we have provided you with some resources, and we continue to provide you with resources to grow into who you are called to be, to be the light for those that you encounter. Because as we set a course for a better life, we are learning about ourselves. We are growing into who we are called to be, and we are learning how to shine God's light in the world. It's that both and situation we improve upon ourselves and we help improve upon the world as well so that we can bring about God's kingdom here on earth. As we set a course for a better life, we may start with individual goals for ourselves, but as we come to know Christ better, as we come to know Jesus better, we recognize that it's not just for us but we must be seeking the betterment of all, working to improve our community, speak out for those who can't speak for themselves, and help support everyone as we continue to grow into who God has called us to be. Our goal is to bring heaven here on earth, to work to make sure that God's love is felt in every corner of the world. May we continue to see the Waymaker in front of us, and may we continue to find the ways to be wayfinders, following in Christ's footsteps, and learning to become who we are called to be. Amen.
2: Thank you, Rachel, for that great sermon. Marvelous words for us all to hear and to take to heart in how we live our lives, even amid this pandemic. We can do this. Be faithful and growing disciples of Christ, whatever our situation. The church continues to serve its members friends and community throughout this time of physical distancing we need your generosity to maintain and empower these ministries please take note of the information on how to make contributions on the screen that will appear shortly and be generous in your giving may god bless you through that generosity amen
0: you for joining us in worship this day Uh, we hope that you will join us for virtual coffee hour in just a couple moments and along with our processing session on discipleship at 1 30 those links should have been received in an email earlier this day but if for some reason you did not get it please let me know and i will make sure that i forward that information along to you friends rooted in love nurtured in love go forth in love Confident that the God who created you in life, the Christ who meets you in love, and the Holy Spirit who inspires you to love, goes with you each and every day as the way maker so that we may be the wayfinders. Blessings.